Shamish Baptist Temple. Let's all stand and we'll start off with a word of prayer. Brother Bob, would you uh, open us with prayer, please? Cleanse our souls. Father, we pray that. Uh, any here tonight that's never experienced that, that they would turn to you and ask Jesus Christ to be their Savior. Father, we look forward to the music, the fellowship, and the preaching of the Word of God tonight. Bless us and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all take your hymn. Let's turn on hymn number 432. Hymn number 432, Angels from the Rams of Glory.
good news is, brother Aaron told me to start out just like that. I don't think he was as cute as he is. But, uh, anyhow, he started out just like that. So what a blessing. I tell you, I'd love to see our kids developing talents for the Lord. Such a blessing, such a blessing, such a blessing. All right. So tonight we are uh, in Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51. And so you want to turn there. Uh, while you do so, i got a thank you card. Uh, it says, Dear Pastor Matt Singer, Shawnee Mission Baptist Temple, we'd like to express our special thanks to uh, you for the $3,000 gift toward the purchase of a van. Due to your generosity and the thoughtfulness, we were able to purchase a 2021 Ford van. That's probably going to be broke all the time. <laughs> uh, Ford van, and it only had 1,200 miles on it. It's definitely an upgrade. Carol also got an upgrade on her wheelchair. Someone gifted her with an electric one. Uh, you were and are a great blessing to us with many thanks, Lionel and Carol Martin in Portugal. So praise the Lord for that. Uh, always glad to be able to be a blessing to our missionaries. Um, and then I got a sad story to tell you. Uh, several years ago, um, possibly eight to ten years ago, had a young family come through, uh, and the, the, the family's name was Troll, T-R-O-E-L-L, -L, and they were missionaries headed to uh, Iraq. And um, they had gone to school uh, out at Crown uh, College, and uh, he actually had family. His mom and dad lived here in the area. And they were in over a holiday, and at that time we couldn't afford to take them on. Later, uh, he was in a missions conference that I preached, and I told him, I said, you know, we, we'd love to have you come back by. And, and just business of life and so forth, we never got him back in here. But uh, when they went to Iraq, they ended up going to Jordan and ministered there uh, several different terms. And they would go in and out of Iraq to work with people there. Uh, anyhow, uh, just about two weeks ago, uh, they were in a bad area of town, and the word had got out that he was a Baptist missionary, and uh, they followed him in a car, and they shot him four times and killed him. So if you would pray for his family, they have, uh, they had like four girls, so two of those girls are probably teenagers now, and two others like eight and nine uh, Sophie would pray for them, uh, such a tragic loss uh, early in life. And yet, you know, when you do all that God wants you to do and God takes you home, you can't argue with that. But yeah. pray for the family uh, and the loss there and pray that the fruit of his ministry would continue to survive and uh, do the work that God intends for it to do. And that maybe even through his death, many, many would come to know the Lord as their Savior. That's one reason it's so important. Um, we have several missionaries that labor in um, closed parts of the world. So you'll never see us post letters about them. Uh, if you have questions about them, feel free to come and talk to me. I'll be glad to talk to you about it. But uh, we'll not post their letters. As a matter of fact, they ask that we don't post their letters uh, because they're still dangerous parts of the world to yeah. be in. And uh, so, uh, if you would continue to pray for our missionaries, uh, try to pray for our missionaries every day for safety and wisdom, financial provision, health, 
uh, all these things so so important in life our missionaries we need to continue to pray for them all right jeremiah chapter 50 through 51 uh, this is very intense uh, so we made slides because i'm going to be giving you a lot of scripture uh, both these chapters are rather large and uh, you know i could do this over a month but i think that it uh, probably still be as beneficial as what I'm going to do here tonight. And so our first point is going to be Babylon's destruction. Babylon's destruction. And I'll begin reading Jeremiah chapter 15, verse number 1. The word that the Lord spake against Babylon, against the land of the Chaldeans, by Jeremiah the prophet, declare ye among the nations, and publish, and set up a standard. Publish, and conceal not. Say, Babylon is taken, Bel is confounded, uh, Mordak is broken in pieces. Her idols are uh, confounded. Her images are broken in pieces. For out of the north there cometh up a nation against her, which shall uh, make her land desolate, and none shall dwell therein. They shall remove. Uh, they shall remove. They shall depart, both man and beast. Also, Jeremiah uh, chapter fifty, verses nine uh, through sixteen. Uh, and then also Jeremiah chapter 50, verse number 21, uh, 50, 23 through 27, uh, verse 29 through 32, and 50, 35 through 46, and then Jeremiah 51, 1 through, um, let's see, 1 through 14, and then Jeremiah 51, 20 through, through, 33 and then 51 37 through uh, 64 okay so it's a lot of verses uh, but these are the verses that are given under this to show uh, what's being done here uh, the fact like we talked about I got I'm going back to my note I got all these verses printed here uh, Babylon's destruction okay so uh, you remember that Jeremiah told the people, look, uh, Babylon's going to come. They're going to take over our land, and you need to sub subject yourself, submit yourself unto them, and he'll move you on. There was uh, those that went to stay and fight, and judgment was brought against them. Those that went, God told them, look, your time there will seem short. I will bless you and multiply you on the day that you leave. And so here's, here we are with the fulfillment of the promise of God that they wouldn't be under judgment over 70 years. And then so that leads us to A, which is the source. The source. And uh, we've already read uh, verses 1 through 3, uh, verse number 9. Uh, also, uh, verses 41 through 46, uh, 51, 1 through 6, 9 through 12, 20 through 24, and 45 through 46. And so uh, we're talking about the source. Under the source, we have uh, two numbers, uh, number one and number two. Uh, the one who directs it is found in chapter 1519 and 51, 1 through 6. And uh, God himself has decreed Babylon's ruin. Uh, there in 51, 1 through 6, we read, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will rise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind. And I will send unto Babylon fanners that shall fan her and shall empty her land 
For in the day of trouble they shall be against her round about. Against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow, and against him that lifteth himself up in his uh, brangardine, and spare not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her host. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and they that are thrust through in her streets. For Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, of the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Flee out of the midst of Babylon, and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut, cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance. He will render under her a recompense. And so the one bringing the judgment is God. God's going to come and bring his judgment against Babylon. It's going to be swift, and it's going to be uh, very intense. And then the one who delivers uh, it, the great founder of the mighty Persian Empire, Cyrus, uh, will be the one that God will use uh, in Jeremiah 50, uh, verses 41 through 46. We read, Behold, a people shall come from the north, and a great nation, and many kings shall rise up from the coast of the earth, and they shall hold the bow and the lance. They are cruel and will not show mercy. Their voice shall roar like the sea, and they shall ride upon horses, every one put in array, like a man to the battle against thee, O daughter of Babylon. The king of Babylon hath heard the report of them, and his hands waxed feeble. Anguish took hold of him in pangs, as of a woman in travail. Behold, he shall come up like a lion, from the swelling of Jordan unto the habitation of the strong. But I will make them suddenly run away from her. And who is a chosen man that I may appoint over her? For who is like me? And who will appoint me the time? And who is that shepherd that will stand before me? Therefore, say, uh, therefore hear ye the counsel of the Lord that ye hath uh, taken against Babylon, that he hath taken against Babylon, and his purposes that he hath purposed against the land of the Chaldeans. Surely the least of the flock he shall draw them out. Surely he shall make their habitation desolate with them. At the noise of the taking of Babylon, the earth is moved and the cry is heard among their nations. And so that was under A, the judgment that was going to come. The source of the judgment is going to be God himself. And he's going to use uh, Cyrus, the king, uh, to come, uh, king of Persia, to come and to execute uh, this. So that's the source. Uh, letter B is the sins. Uh, why is it that God is doing this thing? And uh, verse uh, 31 and 32 of chapter uh, 50 says, Behold, I am against thee, O thou most proud, saith the Lord God of hosts. For thy day is come, the time that I will visit thee, and the most proud shall stumble and fall, and none shall uh, raise him up. And I will kindle a fire in his cities, and it shall devour all around about him. And so uh, their sins are great. Uh, they are proud. Uh, and God says, I'm going to bring this judgment upon you. Uh, Judah will be plundered. God's chosen people. Uh, temple be defiled. The proud will be humbled. Uh, she's totally given over to idolatry. And that brings about the severity, which is letter C. And uh, in the severity, we're going to read Jeremiah 50, 12 through 16. Your mother shall be sore confounded. She that bare you shall be ashamed. Behold, the hindermost of the nation shall be a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. Because of the wrath of the Lord, it shall not be inhabited, but it shall be wholly desolate. 
Everyone that goeth by Babylon shall be astonished and hissed at all her plagues. But put yourself in array against Babylon round about. All ye that bend the bow, shoot at her, spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout against her round about. She hath given her hand, her foundations are fallen, her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of the Lord. Take vengeance upon her, as she hath done, do unto her. Cut off the sower from Babylon, and him that handleth the sickle in the time of harvest, for fear of the oppressing sword, they shall turn every one to his people, and they shall flee every one to his own land. And so the judgment's coming, it's very severe. Sometimes uh, I think that we might look at it and we might think to ourselves, man, uh, it seems like the, the punishment here is so great. But we tend to forget that our sin is great in the sight of the Lord. Yeah. And so why wouldn't his judgment be severe? And here he's dealing with a corporate nation and uh, he is bringing severe judgment upon them. And so we need to be reminded that when it comes to our sin, that uh, we should expect that we too... Uh, would receive judgment from God as he judged the nation here. And we need to always be willing to seek God's forgiveness and forsake our sin and turn from our sin that we might walk with him. Now, uh, just some examples. I've got 11 examples of here of uh, the severity. And uh, these were in verses uh, that can be read in chapter 51. Her walls will be leveled and her gates will be burned. Uh, chapter 51, 53 through 58. The city will be utterly sacked, verse number 10. Her wise men will become fools, verses 35 and 36. Young men and warriors will be killed, 30 and 31. The groans of her wounded will be heard throughout the land, verse 52. Her idols will be destroyed. Her horses will be slaughtered and her chariots will be smashed, verse 37. Her homeland will become a desert wasteland, 12 through 16, 21 through 27. Her city will be inhabited uh, by wild animals, verse 39 and 37 through 43. Never again will people live there. It will lie desolate forever. Her city will be destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah and their neighboring towns, verse number 40. Her debris will never again be used for building, verse 25 and 26. Uh, her cities will be filled with enemies, verses 13 and 14. And these enemies will shout their triumph over them. And so it's a very severe punishment that's coming their way. Basically a total annihilation of this city and of this country and the people. The symbolic scroll. And so as we're reading through chapter 51, we come to verses 59 through 64. And there's a book that is supposed to be written. And uh, it's kind of a symbolic scroll. Uh, the word which Jeremiah the prophet commanded. Uh, and so he's commanded to write uh, of this book, verse 60. So Jeremiah wrote in a book all the evil that should come up on Babylon, even all these words that were written against Babylon. So he's pronouncing the judgment that's going to come. It's being written in a book for the people to read. Uh, it's kind of interesting how God uses books in the Bible. It's like it establishes the truth of his word. I think that's one reason that we have his word. Amen. He put it in a book that we might hold the truth in our hands. And then in verse 62 through 64, it says, Then shalt thou say, O Lord, thou hast spoken against this place to cut it off, uh, that none shall remain in it, neither man nor beast. 
but that it shall be desolate forever. And it shall be when thou hast made an end of reading this book, that thou shalt bind a stone to it and cast it into the midst of the Euphrates. And thou shalt say, Thus shall Babylon sink, and shall not rise from the evil that I will bring upon her, and they shall be weary. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. And so uh, the scroll was written. Uh, he gave it to uh, Sarai, the exile former officer under Zedekiah, and uh, he was en route to Babylon. They gave him the book to take with him and then to show it once he arrived in Babylon. So our second point is this, Israel's deliverance. Israel's deliverance. Uh, chapter 50, uh, 4 through 8, uh, chapter 50, 17 through 20, verse 28, verses 33 and 34, and then chapter 51, 15 through 19. To be honest with you, when I teach like this, I feel like I'm in a, a college setting, just kind of this way my teachers presented this stuff to me, and I'd much rather just preach it, but I want to cover it all, so that's the reason uh, it's more this teaching style. Uh, verse number 4, chapter 50. In those days and in that time, saith the Lord, the children of Israel shall come, they and the children of Judah together, going and weeping, and they shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask the way to Zion with their faces toward, uh, toward saying, Come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual covenant uh, that shall not be forgotten. My people hath been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from the mountain to the hill. They have forgotten the resting place. All that formed them from, have devoured them. And their adversary said, We offend not because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Remove out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the goats before his flocks. And so we have many verses here about the sheep, about how God uh, views these people. Again, the sheep referenced uh, verses 4 through 8. Verse 6 called them, My people have been lost sheep. Uh, their shepherds have caused them to go astray. Um, I think that we can draw a likeness today to America and its religious background. Um, there are a lot of churches that it's about what people want. And uh, the tickling of ears uh, that we talk about in the latter days before Jesus returns, uh, people having itching ears, they're looking for those churches that will give them what they want, uh, which is uh, less conservativeness, less strictness, and more openness to an acceptance of the sin that the people want to do. And uh, that's what happened here to God's people. They wanted their way. They, the shepherds dumbed it down, dumbed it down, dumbed it down. Uh, the shepherds didn't want to teach it, the people didn't want to hear it, and therefore the judgment of God came upon them. Uh, there's three points under that, one, two, and three. The first one was that they had been led astray by their own leaders. Boy, nothing can be so uh, disheartening as to be led astray by leaders. Uh, it, it really baffles my mind how... Well, let's just, let me, let me go at this another way. So Cindy's cousin moved recently to the big town of Meltonville, Kansas. And in doing so, they're looking for a church. So they went to the Wesleyan Church. The Wesleyan Church this last Sunday had their district supervisor in. So he sat and talked to the district supervisor. 
And the district supervisor said, we need to be more open and less um, like convicting when it comes to people and what they want to claim themselves to be. What we're talking about is the gay pride, the gay pride thing here. Uh, and racism, we need to look to preach love and acceptance of all people. That's the bottom line. Love and acceptance of all people. Um, to me, that, that goes contrary to the book that they're wanting their preacher to preach, right? And that's where America is today. We, we would much rather... So years ago, I was given a book and read it, and uh, in that book it talked about that the movement was going to be in the religious climate of America is that churches were going to move to preaching about the acceptance of all people, about the green initiative. That's sad that they even waste time preaching about it, but I'm telling you, social churches all over Shawnee and Kansas City are preaching about you need to conserve your energy, you need to drive a green vehicle, and uh, all that kind of junk. Uh, racism, all these things. It was pointed out years ago, I read this book. It was given to me by one of our church members. And sure enough, it's all coming to fulfillment right now in the society in which we live. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of on target of what happened here. And, and, you know, it would do us good to stop and say, look, this is what happened here. Let's stop. Let's do all that we can. And we are, right? But we need to warn those around us. Hey, look, you, this has happened before, and the end was destruction, and that's what's going to happen. Of course, we know destruction's going to come, right? We read the end of the book, amen? We know who wins, right? I don't get too worried about who's in the White House. I don't get too worried about uh, any of the things that they're trying to pass anymore. I realize it's got to happen because Jesus is coming, and my hope is not here. My hope is in the land to come, not here. And we need to quit living like all of our hope is here, and realize our hope needs to be up there and begin to live for heaven in sight. And so uh, the second thing was they are devoured by both the Assyrians and the Babylonians. The Assyrians eat them and the Babylonians crack their bones. Uh, the third thing is that they will repent and be restored. And they will come back to Jerusalem and will tell what the Lord has done. Okay, that's the sheep. Now the final thing tonight be the shepherd. Verses uh, in chapter 50, 33 through 34, and in uh, chapter 51, 15 through 19. I'm going to share with you verse 34. Their Redeemer is strong. The Lord of hosts is his name. He shall thoroughly plead their cause that he may give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. We must never forget our strength is in our shepherd. Our strength is in the Lord. It's not in us, it's not in our might, it's not in our wisdom, it is in Him. And we need to seek every day, Lord, give me your wisdom. Give me wisdom beyond myself, Lord. Give me your wisdom that I might know how I ought to live and how I ought to act in this day in which I live. Three points under this real quick. The first one is the one who redeems them is strong. His name is the Lord Almighty. He will defend them and give them rest again in Israel. Praise God for that. He, the second one, he made the earth by his power and he preserves it by his wisdom. By the way, we know there's a new heaven and a new earth coming, amen? This one's going to be destroyed by fire and be remade, hallelujah. The third thing is he alone, unlike the idols, is the true God. 
All idols will be destroyed, but God is the creator of everything that exists. That's our God. So the next time we're together on Wednesday night, I hope to conclude the book of Jeremiah. And then when we gather uh, with the rest of uh, the, the young people in here for like four to six weeks, we're going to do a series on Baptist history that I found that I think will be interesting and that uh, hopefully you'll enjoy learning more about our Baptist heritage. So when we finish with this chapter, I may have to do a, one or two filler lessons, but uh, when we're all together, we're going to have video and a study about um, our Baptist heritage. So that's something to look forward to.